Welcome to the Nerds and Friends podcast. Today we have the awesome Nikki Huntsman joining us. Thank you so much for coming on board. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, we want to talk about your career. I mean, you're a very successful adult film star and you're also a singer, most people don't realize. You have some yeah. really cool songs out there. I only have one and it's a very cheesy song that I did forever ago. But it's, it's catchy. I've heard it. I listened to it. <laughs> it was cool. Well, I'm glad. Uh. At least it's catchy and bubbly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about your career how'd you get started and uh what are some of your favorite parts about it and i guess we'll just jump in like right there so i got into it through model mayhem actually back in the day i just wanted to do regular modeling and acting jobs and then a bunch of porn companies started trying to recruit me and get me to shoot for them through model mayhem and at first i was like no i don't want to do it I'm good. I'll pass because I was too nervous and too shy. And I just was like, mm, I don't want to be a sex worker because I was a kid. I was like 18, 19 when they started hitting me mm -hmm. up. Yep. And eventually I was like, you know, I could probably try it. And if I don't like it, I just won't do it again. And I liked it and I stuck with it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but at first I was like, no, no, no. It took a little bit before I got the courage up to say, you know, I'll give it a chance. It's got to be a daunting choice to make, you know, to go into that for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, especially because you don't know if it's legit or not when you're 18, right. 19, and you don't know how to gauge things, and you're talking to strangers on the internet about possible work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, what, I'm, what sure, that's, I'm sure that's gotten with? much easier with the uh, with the full advent of the internet and everything, and how <laughs> yeah, every everything can look a like a scam. Ago. That was 10 years ago. Things were a lot newer back then. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. Well, what's, what's some advice you'd give to someone who's interested in pursuing uh, uh, adult film work? How do they go into that safely? And like, uh, Personally, I would recommend getting an agent because mm -hmm. if you don't personally have connections, you don't know who the fuck you're talking to through the computer screen and you don't yeah. want to get sex trafficked or pimped out or kidnapped yeah. or raped or murdered. Um, so I feel like tips. going... Yeah, there's a lot of shady people out there, unfortunately, and if you don't know how to gauge things or vet things, safety needs to be your number one priority if you want to get into the industry. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I could have been going to Florida and meeting up with a serial killer. I didn't know. I got that, is where they hang, that is where they hang out. If, if Dexter is any, uh, is any indication, <laughs> then they, they all moved there, um, except for him. <laughs> I'm just saying, you don't know who you're meeting up with when you go to a completely different state to meet complete strangers off the internet for jobs. No. Mm -hmm. no I took a big risk. No. Well, I'm glad it paid off. Out. <laughs> no. You've yeah. had a very successful career, though, so I'm glad it panned out in a really cool way. That's awesome. Yeah, mm -hmm. I got lucky. I'm very fortunate because not everybody's lucky, which is why it's good to do your research. That's just my number one recommendation because even though I got lucky, that doesn't mean you'll get lucky. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, what's that uh, What's that saying? Luck is where uh, preparation and uh, uh, preparation and timing meet. Hard work and preparation meet. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. worked hard and I've worked with some great companies over the years. But I didn't really prep. I kind of just jumped into it. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine because, like, I'm a 30 year old man, and like, even me trying to get, I'm I'm an illustrator, and trying to get work online, there is like a 95 percent chance that the person I'm talking to is a scam, mm -hmm. and it's yeah. just like, 
trying to to weed out the legitimate work versus uh, just people that are trying to either get something free from you or exploit you or get you to promote their thing. Like, there's a lot that goes into uh, it. And I get some of my own jobs, but I'm better about knowing how to tell if something's legit or a scam. And I'm better about being safe now because I'm 30 and I've been doing this shit for 10 years. Uh, but when you're a kid and when you're new in general, if you have no experience, if you don't know what you're doing, it's always better to have an agent. Young. I was, I was going to ask. So um, did you, when you got set up with an agent, do you, like, do you have a specific agent and then also like a few companies that you tend to work with or a few organizations that you're comfortable with? Or is it like an agent that gets you freelance work uh, on the reg? And is he kind of like your filter for that? Okay. So I'm with 101 Modeling and they're an adult modeling company. I haven't gotten a regular agent. Chloe, please stop licking me. Um, Gotta set the boundaries. (laughs) They get me my work with like Hustler, Brazzers, Naughty America, a bunch of different companies. Um, I'm not set to just one company. I'm all over the place. It's in the glove box and I'm trying to talk on the phone. I'm on my podcast. Sorry. It happens all the time. You're good. Yeah, it's all good. (laughs) My dad's my next door neighbor. And (laughs) earlier I borrowed his car because he was changing a tire on mine because I got a flat. Uh, And then he came back uh, over. Yeah. (laughs) That's got to be nice. Yeah. Is I rent the house next door to my dad, and it's great because that way every time I travel, I have pet care and I have child care right next door. Oh, that's <laughs> perfect. That's that awesome. is really cool. Yeah, that's it works out great. I think you have to travel a lot for work, right? I do because I live in Colorado. So since I moved back here, I have to go to LA and Vegas quite a bit. Yeah. I'm actually visiting Colorado right now. I'm <laughs> visiting family, so... Yeah, oh, it's nice. good, good to be back in the springs, but oh, the altitude is getting to me. You're in the springs? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm in the springs. That's awesome. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Small but world. Yeah, yeah this, I think this is the one time, uh, I think this is one of the few times that the podcast is outweighed by people in Colorado, and I'm I'm the only one, like, I'm the Coloradan that's currently in L.A., so. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's hilarious. All three of us are Coloradans. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, all, all, all four. All four. Yeah. That's Will's, Will's up in Denver, yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> That's so yeah. weird. Small world. <laughs> Had no yeah. clue. I was expecting everybody to be like in LA. Normally that's the case. Yeah, yeah usually that right. is. I'm, I'm always here in, in Denver, but normally both of them are out in LA and the person we're talking to is like in California or uh, out on the East Coast or something. Or they'll yeah. be like, or they'll be like off the grid somewhere. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like we've had these authors who are just like, yeah, I live out in the middle of rural. <sighs> <It's> like, <laughs> We're like, okay, cool. It's like, all right, cool. Keep, okay, then keep your secrets. Yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I live in redacted. <laughs> <laughs> I live in the uh, I live in the no go zone of the uh, Yellowstone of Yellowstone National Park, where it might be Idaho and it might be Wyoming. All I know is that murder is legal here, and I can hunt people for sports. So um, I w- we'll edit that out later, of course. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so Nikki, what are some of your goals for the future, like for your career and like creative pursuits? 
I honestly don't even know because I'm like, God, I'm turning 30 this year. I love the industry I'm in, but I don't know how much longer I want to perform. Um, I know I want to stay in the industry, whether I'm directing, producing, doing other things, but I don't know how much longer I want to keep performing, if that makes sense. I know I can do it my whole life if I want, because Nina Hartley's like in her 60s and still doing it. Mm-hmm. So I know I have the option to, I just mm-hmm. don't know if I want to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could see you having, oh, sorry. Well, I cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, no, by all means. Well, I could, I could see since you've like got a music background to like, and it seems that you like creative pursuits that, um, that like transitioning to a behind the camera role, kind of like, um, you know, for talking, uh, like, uh, um, uh, mainstream actors, like, like the way that Ben Affleck and George Clooney have kind of trans transitioned over. Yeah. Um, I could, I could see that being something, especially because you, 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 uh, you know, in front of the camera. And so behind the camera would probably be a, a great place for you, depending on like your skill set. Oh, I actually know a little bit about that too. Cause I've done behind the scenes work when I lived in Los Angeles, I've done PA work. I've done oh, cinematography. Cool. I know lighting. I know photography. I cannot stand video editing. I hate editing video. <laughs> I can't stand it. I like to edit photos though, and I'm really good at that. So that seems just, like the that seems like the very meticulous job. Like out of all those, you're just like, okay, I can set up lights and I can make this light beautiful, or like I know what's in the shot, but the editing is like, and I must know what frame needs to be cut at what point, and like, and, and it's like we're gonna go we're gonna go farm people from the OCD clinic across the highway, like two <laughs> minutes. I cannot stand video editing and I always get like confused with all the different little things, the tools. I'm like, what do I do with this? Where, how do I cut? Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Yeah. However, I can photo edit for hours and I'm a champ at that. I love it. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I've, I've, I'm, I'm with you. I've dipped my toes into video editing and it like the tools are just so far removed from just static image editing Mm. that it's it takes an entirely different language and thought process to even get into it Mm. and i'm just like i've been i've been working with like photoshop and adobe for uh over 20 years now and i still don't get how to how to work like uh what is it audacity that's an audio editor but yeah, you mean like or, Premiere yeah. Pro or something? Or Premiere, thank you. Yes. The, the one time the program name. The one time I did video editing, like my first times doing both like art editing on a computer and video editing were very similar, as in I did it with the base program on the computer in the dumbest way possible. Uh, because it was <laughs> it was back in ROTC, and Josh, tell me if you remember this, but uh, we had a friend who was like the photographer for the R for an ROTC exercise, and he GoPros and his camera and he edited together like a movie, like a documentary of this exercise essentially. And he made a trailer and I thought it would be funny to take that trailer and and hijack it and put a bunch of the other cadets in as like the the random actors that would be playing them and make it this right. So I just I kept getting clips off of a YouTube converter. So I guarantee that computer is is watched on a lot of lists. And (laughs) I just like smashed them together in Windows Movie Maker until I could get it to the beat of like Gorilla Radio by Radio yes. 16. And it turned out great, but I like, but like I got so focused like on staying up all night doing it and just laughing the whole time. And then I presented it at like a 4 a.m. staff meeting the next day with like a crazed look in my eyes and said, well, 
Chris has shown you his trailer. Allow me to show you mine. And <laughs> luckily, everybody else thought it was as funny as I did because nothing, would have, nothing would have hurt more than that being cricket. So I do appreciate that. <laughs> so, Nikki, what are some things about you that your fans might not know? Like any cool trivia stuff? Or uh, Well, I've done MMA. I was a Girl Scout until I was a sophomore in high school. Wow. I have 10 chickens. I have a turkey. Wow. Wow. Uh, I rescued a baby squirrel once and rehabilitated it. I've also oh. worked with baby kittens before with bottle feeding and stuff. I used to foster baby kittens. Oh, that's so, so cool. I've done a lot. That's <laughs> I'm awesome. I'm a big animal person. I like animals more than people. Animals are amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. And only one of them has interrupted the podcast so far. Uh, that's because my other dog is actually in the kennel right over there because he's a little dickwad. <laughs> and then oh. over here, Sweet Pea is in the kitchen chilling, one of my chickens. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, my turkey. Uh -huh. He's molting, so he has a big bald spot on his chest. Uh -huh. Oh, well. Mm -hmm. Losing his winter feathers. <laughs> Sweet Pea, you want to say hi? What's up, chicken? <laughs> Hello. So Sweet Pea is special and gets to be inside the house because a hawk attacked her a couple months ago. Oh, no. And mm -hmm. She's healed up from that, but I've been trying to get her reestablished with the flock because there's this thing mm -hmm. called the pecking order. Yeah. And they bully the chicken if it's a brand new chicken or an old one being reintroduced and oh. they pick on her. So she gets spoiled and gets to be in the house half the time because they keep trying to kick her ass. Oh, uh. My, that's uh, so my grandpa breeds and trains border collies up in uh, like northeastern Colorado, and uh, and he all, he gets uh, great Pyrenees as guard dogs, and Pyrenees are kind of the same way when you have them guarding the sheep. Like when they're a puppy, you throw them in with the sheep, and the sheep get used to them, and they get used to being like roamers to like keep out coyotes. But there will always be like the one that gets sick or injured or or something, and you've got to like take care of them for a while, and they just become a giant pile of fluff <laughs> even though like if you've ever seen a pyrenees they're huge fucking dogs that are like mm -hmm. like super muscular like they're wolf-sized balls of fur but like the second that you domesticate them even a little bit they're just like nah dude i'm cool i'm just gonna like chill under this tree now that's <laughs> like all good so that's funny <laughs> i feel sweet peas pain <laughs> well thank you for allowing us to say we've had a chicken on the podcast now because that's mm -hmm. one of the boxes we wanted to cross off so that's awesome oh, uh, absolutely Wait, that's true. that is true mm -hmm. yeah you have increased our animal cameos by like threefold already that's yeah, awesome oh, <laughs> i can do it again too yes. i have one more i can introduce you guys to yeah we didn't have turkeys on the that's great that you have it where like you can travel a lot but still have so many pets. That's really neat. That's that's one of the main reasons why I live next door to my parents because I will say they drive me nuts. But <laughs> all, <laughs> all parents do, you know. <laughs> yeah. There's that trade off. Yeah. I'm I still live in the same city where my parents live, and like half of the time I'm like, what if I move to like a different country? <laughs> <laughs> And the other half, it's like, I am so glad I still have, like, family nearby. I really loved living in L.A. for three years, but I will say that not having them around when you have other things that you need help with sucks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm very, very happy that I'm here. That's awesome. Yeah. Sounds like you have a really good setup. That's cool. 
Also, I gotta it's, imagine having DIA that close just makes it much easier to travel if you go in. Oh, I'm in the Springs. I'm near the Springs Airport, not DIA. And honestly, I used to love DIA for convenience, price-wise, but I'd rather pay the extra for the Springs Airport now that I'm getting older. Because fuck driving two hours to Denver and two hours back every time I have a flight. Oh yeah. <laughs> Forget there's a Colorado Springs Airport. There is. It's actually not bad. It's nice. It's super nice. It's like Burbank Airport. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, Bur Burbank Air Burbank Airport is the one to fly into if if you're uh, if you're coming to LA. You don't have to worry about like the like getting choked by traffic oh, at LAX any given time nightmare. you're trying to leave. I hate yeah. LAX. Terrible. Airport. I I didn't so realize bad. I didn't realize growing up how spoiled we were as Coloradans with DIA. Like, like legitimately like wide open spaces, like even before COVID was a thing you had, like the, you weren't crammed in line unless you were trying to leave on the same day everybody else did after Christmas. Like yeah. that, that was it. And then I, like, I, I, I think I remember the first place I'm conscious of going to was like Reagan airport in DC or LaGuardia or one of those. And I was just like, well, LaGuardia is <laughs> Like, I was like, oh, wow, like, so not all airports are, like, cavernous. Yeah, okay. there's some really bad ones. Mm -hmm. Like, I was yeah, just... It's nice. Colorado Springs mm -hmm. Airport is nice. We're lucky we have really good ones in both of our areas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then it's it's got to be nice uh, having kind of that <laughs> middle area that when you're traveling around, because I imagine you're not always just going to L.A., but, like, Florida or... New York or Texas and everywhere is just kind of I've been all over but I mainly go to California and Vegas mm -hmm. like that's where the majority of my work is mm -hmm. now that I'm older anyway I started out with Florida stuff and then when my career started to progress I started getting more LA and more Vegas stuff I feel like there's just more of the bigger companies there mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah mm -hmm. and a lot, a lot of the lot amateur of newbie barely legal stuff is out in Florida uh, back when I was shooting yeah at least that's how it was for me a lot of my barely legal type things are like 18 year old sorority chick I was doing a lot of like haze her college stuff mm -hmm. are you talking sweet pea <laughs> I don't know if you guys could hear her but she was like rah 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 <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Just a little bit. It was funny. <laughs> no, it's it's it's, cra it's cracking me up. Uh, I mean, so um, Vegas, like I get to drive through there every time I go back to Colorado. It's actually like it's a pretty, it's a super impressive city. Like uh, like overall, is um, is it like a fun place to to hang out and go like check stuff out, or or do you uh, do you like just it's go fun, through but it gets work? expensive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I could, yeah, because they have all those high touristy prices, and not only that, but if you gamble, you're going to lose money most likely. Sometimes no. win, but you usually lose. Um, yep. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a gambler, and I'm not big on the touristy vibe or how much it costs out there, but there mm -hmm. are some neat things. Yeah. Usually when I go to Vegas for fun, it's for like EDC, Electronic Daisy Carnival. I like to go out there and trip mm -hmm. shrooms. Oh, nice. cool. That sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh I mean I, I actually I actually didn't know Electric Daisy Carnival was, was there. I've uh I've been to um Beyond Wonderland out here, which is like in San Bernardino, because I guess I guess electronic music is like native to desert environments. So uh that just that just kind of <laughs> seems like the thing. 
it's probably just because they don't want to worry about like noise control and other stuff that you have to worry about or also like limited hours because mm-hmm. I know some venues are like we can only operate until midnight yeah whereas when you're in the desert it can be all night yeah absolutely you got a favorite um you got a favorite artist uh to like someone you've actually followed to a couple of these different uh to, to like different music venues or as far as uh, yeah. goes? when i go to actual music venues i'd have to say let's see i like falling in reverse a lot simple plan nice. simple plan i've seen a bunch of times nice i like punk rock i'm more of a warp tour kind of girl i like hey rooms with friends and run around and look at pretty lights and fireworks but Mm -hmm. i don't listen to that music daily i listen Mm -hmm. to rock daily (laughs) nice absolutely all right so is that is that your top like if if you're gonna go like a top five like daily listen oh top five daily listen i'd have to say simple plan bowling for soup weird al yankovic i really like weird al (laughs) i know that's a little bit goofy uh (laughs) that was actually my first concert Uh, definitely top five uh trying to think who else landon austin he's a youtuber but i really love his music Mm -hmm. and i've seen him live a few times phenomenal nice nice i've seen some really interesting stuff it's one of those things that i actually like one of those few bright spots about the internet for me is i love how creative the environment is uh because i like there's somebody i i like i i really like when somebody puts together a a particularly good mashup of a couple of songs like you'll have a couple's like oh this is a minute long but like i a couple years ago i stumbled upon somebody that did digital love by daft punk and uh september by earth wind and fire and it's one of my favorite because i love both those songs it's one of my favorite mashups of all time i think the uh, i i can't remember i don't think it's a channel anymore but like that kind of shit that you can actually like a YouTube artist can be somebody or or even the uh, the SoundCloud stuff uh, is really cool that you can do that kind of stuff independent. It really yeah. is. And honestly, I found so many great artists through Facebook Reels and through TikToks. Mm-hmm. So many different people that I'd never heard of before. But I'm like, man, I really dig your vibe. You have good stuff. Yeah, so. that's definitely the, the plus side of the Internet. So that's awesome. Mm hmm. Yeah, I like it for finding music. I miss the MySpace days when I used to find all of my favorite artists and put their music on my playlists. On yeah, my wall. yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what MySpace was really good for, actually. Yeah, yeah. back when everybody like, had to learn HTML to change the color of your background. Mm-hmm. I used to like that. I used to be so into it. I had the coolest profile, and I knew how to hide my friends list, and I knew how to do all the little edits where you could have like cherry blossoms falling on your page. Oh yeah. Nice. I was one of those people that had it so full of gifts and other things that it would take a minute or so to load. Oh uh, yeah, I, I put too many videos on mine to to for it to load well. You know how that is then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I used to put YouTube videos, music, all of the cool little falling flower petals and backgrounds that moved and lit up. I was one of those. I put hours into my profile. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. It takes so long just to get that proper sparkle on your header. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It was fun, though. Yeah. Back in the wholesome yeah. good old days of social media. <laughs> Introduced a lot of people to coding uh, in, yeah. in, a, in a cool way, which, uh, which like, I still know people that rock some HTML, and they're like, oh, yeah, I learned this for MySpace reasons. Like, a mm. couple of the smartest dudes I knew back in uh, uh, – <laughs> 
co- back in not college, um, high school, because that would have been my space. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they were, they were like, oh, yeah, I code this. And then I build computers on the side. And it's like, fuck off with your genius over there. Yeah, I've never gotten into building computers or anything, but I liked the coding and the HTML side. That was fun. Mm-hmm. I was good That's at awesome. that. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Out of curiosity, as uh, as someone with connections in the industry, have you ever tried to like leverage your celebrities to meet other celebrities or anything or to get into a concert? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm not the type of person to leverage things. However, I have like worn my Pornhub jacket to events and then just kind of walked past security to sneak into areas like artist areas <laughs> or other things. Because, yeah, just wearing my thing that shows that I'm verified and that I have over 100,000 subscribers, like my official letterman, um, (laughs) that's gotten me into things. (laughs) That's awesome. That's that's a a good flex. That's a a really good flex. Just like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, dressing right will get you into the right places. I, I, because I, when I first moved out, moved out here to LA, like um, I've told these guys a story before, but um. Uh, like my first month here, I was uh, looking forward to this new, to that movie Nightmare Alley that was coming out, uh, the, mm-hmm. the Guillermo del Toro movie. And I saw it was playing at a theater near me. I'd never been to the theater, but apparently they do a lot of critic screenings, but they still post them online. Uh, and I, I was just like, oh, cool, I'm going to go to this. And so I got dressed up. I was like, you know, Blazer, it's a noir movie. So I got kind of noired up. And, uh, and then I walked in and like at the front was the uh, person who was like checking your COVID vaccinations. Like, are you here for the screaming, for the screening, for the screaming? Uh, <laughs> uh, are you here for the screening? I was just like, yes. And I, you know, pay for the ticket, walked in. And then there's a whole bunch of people that are there with like notebooks and on computers. And I was just sitting there with my popcorn, like, I'm not supposed to fucking be here. <laughs> but, I, but I walked in with confidence. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to wear confidence and act like you're supposed to be somewhere when you're not. Because mm-hmm. I've walked myself belong. into the artist area of places before when I was just there under like VIP or other things. Because I'll usually buy like the highest ticket I can for things. Mm-hmm. I like to be able to have all the perks and go everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I'll usually buy VIP or something, do as much as I can. And once in a while, I'll try to sneak into the artist area. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I've done it plenty of times. Big fan of your work, sir. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, the the secret I hear is if you carry a ladder, you can go pretty much anywhere and just nobody will call you on it because they think you're just there for construction or something. <laughs> I'm it, sure, it, but that would be a pain in the ass carrying a ladder around a venue. I'm good. In the army it was a, in the army it was a clipboard. If, if, I'd rather if you, just wear my porn star Letterman jacket mm-hmm. and a cleavage top. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. skeleton key so get you in anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, who's, who's I gotta that? let you guys go because I have a few things I gotta do and I got things that I gotta do today. <laughs> hey, well, thank you so Excellent. much for coming on the podcast and introducing us to your pets. This was super mm-hmm. fun. Thank you so much. Anytime. Thank you for having me. I hope you have a great day. Yeah. Have an excellent day. You do the Thanks same. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Bye.